from the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer skates, shower shoes, or koozies to show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesar Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, everybody. All the hockey fans out there, it is Tuesday night, which means it is time for College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Kansas City, Missouri. Wow, what a glorious three nights and three days it has been in Kansas City. as We prepare to move on to another destination tomorrow. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, out on Long Island, New York, in that big, beautiful palatial estate, is not with me yet. I don't know where he is. Uh, we'll find him. Ah, I think I got him. Ah, yeah. When when you're in the big palatial estate, sometimes you get wandering around. It takes a while to get from one end to the other. You come on the show just a tad late. But he's here, my co-host from the big palatial estate out of Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein is with us. How are you? It took you a long time to get from one end to the other of that estate. Well, no. First of all, nature was calling. Oh. <laughs> okay. And, and secondly, <laughs> who the hell ever expects you to start on time? <laughs> I start on time all the time. No, you don't, because I try to time it so I don't have to hear myself talk. <laughs> and Anyway, the audience knows now that the estate is that large, that it yeah. takes a while to get from one end to the other. Yeah. And, and that's okay. We, we appreciate that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> How are things out on the island today? Uh, it's just um, it was actually kind of nice out. It just uh, it's just crazy because I don't know why the heck it took me an hour and a half to get home. And um, there were no How accidents. Long does it normally take. I thought that was normal. Um, it is when I don't leave it. At two twenty-five or two thirty, normally I, it's a little over an hour. Okay. Well, keep that weather around just in case. This time next week, you got a house guest. 
I don't want to be here. Who the hell is going to be here? <laughs> or, or at least I catch up with you on Long Island. Well, whatever. At Long I mean, Island University or uh, at Northwell or wherever we can uh, catch up with Brett Riley. We'll give it a shot. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't <laughs> check the weather that far in advance. Usually okay. I'll check it in the morning. <laughs> okay. <for> the day. <laughs> I was just putting in my two cents worth. <laughs> well, at least you anyway, have two cents. Anyway, College Hockey West Weekly, the show where it all started way back about five years ago when Paul Hornstein and I got together. So let's do this little thing called the podcast. We are now over 43,000 downloads tonight. Um, still, word of mouth. That's how we're getting this out at the moment. We hope to change that and do some publicity and Get the numbers sky high in the very near future. But right now, we're pleased. 43,000 downloads. I'll take it. Well, yeah, I listen, I, you know, I definitely take it. Um, you know, whatever whatever it takes, you know, uh, happy. As long as people enjoy the, what we're doing. Um, let's see. Air Force, Alaska, Anchorage, <laughs> AIC, ASU, Bemidji State, BC, BU. Oh, I, I was just trying to get ready for the preseason Super 16. Do uh, do you want to uh, fight fire with fire? Because I'll call the Colorado College Tigers in. Oh, let's see. Did they get to 16? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yep, they're at number 14, so we're good. Nice. The Tigers. Make it in. No, no. Colorado College. Would be at fourteen. Okay. Denver would just be on the outside. Oh yeah. At seventeen. David, David Carl will be thrilled to hear that. <laughs> well, I'll give him some bulletin board material. Sure. That's what he needs. A little more bulletin board material. Yeah. Um anyway, so tonight I hope we were gonna have a guest. Apparently our guests are all busy uh kicking well, cans down the road or whatever. But anyway, yeah. um so we don't have a guest. So I said, What should we talk about? And um there's a couple of things. You brought up a couple of things, so we'll get to those. Right. Then a couple of things happened. Like one last night, uh, the great Henry Boucher passed away. And, you know, it, it happened the last an hour, uh, basically, while we were doing the show. Uh, the announcement came right. out. And, you know, you start thinking about uh, guys that uh, Henry Boucher lost an eye, um, if you remember correctly. Uh, took a uh, stick to the eye in the NHL. And... Uh, I... And he battled back and was just an ambassador for, for not only Minnesota hockey, but for Native Americans and, and just hockey in general. I mean, a world warrior and a true warrior at that. Um, so I just wanted to mention once again the loss that it's going to be without having Henry around. He was around for everything, Paul. Everything in Minnesota that was hockey-related, he was there. And I believe this year, Warroad is getting the Hockey Day in Minnesota, which is the big event next to the state high school tournament. So right. it's really sad that we would lose Henry, um, you know, just a few months before that event in January. But anyway. Well, well, you look at, you know, you look at his record. And obviously you talk about uh, him having the eye injury. Um, drafted in the second round by the Detroit Red Wings at a time when Americans were not drafted. When American-born players were not drafted, okay, this is a, a full decade 
before the U.S. Olympic team wins the gold medal in Lake Placid. Um, a good five or six years. And you go back and you look at that Olympic team and you sit there and you're like, okay, this guy was drafted in 77. This guy was drafted in 78. This guy was, you know, it's it's all within a year or two of the actual Olympics. Poucher uh, was drafted uh, a full decade before that Olympics and played on the uh, Sapporo Japan Winter Olympic team for the U.S. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, I think they won a didn't they win a silver medal that year? I believe they did. I believe they did. You know, um, if I can type fast enough. But again, here's the thing with Henry: you have to realize uh, he he grew up in Waterloo, Minnesota, which is on the border of the, of Canada, in about two thousand people. And what well, no, he I get did, that. You know, I mean, just what he did for hockey in general and, and for the state of Minnesota and the city of Warroad and uh, all of those things were just absolutely uh, phenomenal. And uh, like I said, it, it's kind of sad that we're going to miss him and lose him just before the uh, the Warroad Warriors get to host Hockey Day in Minnesota. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out there. Um, and then that led me to believe I was, I was – just going through the X files today. Uh, sorry, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. We call it Twitter. It will always be Twitter. And you can Even when you they want. start charging for it, Paul. And we'll, well, when they start charging for it, they can call it whatever they want because <laughs> everybody um, will be gone. Everybody, everybody will, be, will gone. be gone. Yeah, no one, no one's paying for that crap. No. no. Anyway, so um, I was looking through that today, and I ran across something. I sent it to you, uh, not about hockey, but about football. And it was a tragedy. Um, to, to just summarize it, uh, a 30-year fan of the New England Patriots on Sunday night was beaten. to And just listen to this first and think it, let it soak in. He was beaten to death by a Miami Dolphins fan with his son sitting next to him. Beaten to death in a sporting event. Um, and I started thinking, man, you know, Hockey has hockey fights, right? And, and yeah. they break out and they happen on the ice. And usually the two guys will, when it's over with, they'll shake hands and, and pat each other in the back and say, you know what, good good job, whatever. It's frustration. It spills out. It's part of the game. I get it. But when fighting to the point of a death occurs in a stadium, I thought it's time that we need to remind fans as the season gets started that um, it's not acceptable at any level, uh, peewee all the way through the pros. If you can't go to a hockey game and cheer on your team and maybe they frustrate you um, or whatever, or maybe other fans frustrate you, if you can't leave the violence at home, then I don't know that you need to be a part of the sport. And well, before let's... we see anybody get killed at a hockey game, in the stands. I just thought it's time that we have a little discussion tonight to remind fans about hockey etiquette. Well, let's, let, let, let's first, let's, let's, um, let's, let's back up on this a little bit first. Okay. Um, I did see something and, and, and I don't know if, you know, falls or whatever caused, you know, added to the problem, but I know what did add to the problem. 
Okay. Um, maybe when a fight first starts, you stay out of it. But you got 30 people surrounding these guys with phones. And clearly one guy was getting a was was having a problem and nobody stepped in. You outnumbered the guy that was winning the fight 30 to 1. Please. I mean, no, nobody should fight. Fights are, you know, that is should be a last resort. Okay. But, I mean, seriously, people. I mean, that's just insane. At what point do you stop? Well, at what point do you stop videoing, and 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 be like, okay, now one of these guys is in, is in really in trouble. We have to do something about this. Yeah, you're and you're 100 percent correct. My thought on that whole matter is, and you're right. Somebody should have stepped in. Somebody should have been there quicker, uh, whether it be security or the people that were watching it or whatever. But what in the world is it with our society when watching a sporting event can lead you to the point that you want to pummel somebody so bad that you kill them? I mean, just ridiculous. It makes no sense. And we've all seen it at hockey games where not not that level. But we see it at the young ages and all the way up where where the parents and the fans are either on the referees or the opposing team or, or their own kids, for that matter. Um, yeah. uh, off the ice, while they're on the ice, they're physically and, and uh, verbally abusing them. When they come off the ice, they're physically and, abuse, and verbally abusing them. Um, the officials, as we know, a thankless job, and they take heat all the time. Have I been frustrated multiple times? Of course. You know, and have I ever let it get to that point? Never, never once has it even crossed my mind. And I want to step away from that for just a minute because when we talk about violence, we always talk about gun violence, or that's what most people talk about. Right. And I'll tell you, Paul, as you know, I grew up in northern Minnesota. And when I was 12, 13 years old, I went through firearm safety training where you learned how to uh, properly shoot a firearm and, um, you know, disarm it and arm it and store it and keep it away from people. Never once, Paul, in my entire life, I don't, I think I was like in my twenties before I thought somebody would shoot somebody uh, to cause bodily harm or, or kill somebody other than in the military. I just never thought that that you used a gun for that purpose. I mean, we used it for hunting. We used it for sport. It never yeah, well. it never crossed my mind that that I could ever take my gun up and shoot another human. And as a matter of fact, let me give you one more step. When we would go deer hunting, there would have and I don't know if you're ever familiar with deer hunting, but I'll I'll throw it out yeah, there. No. When you deer hunt, you put uh, a few guys at the edge of a woods in a tree stand, maybe 20 feet up in the air. And then another group of guys starts at one end of the woods and they walk through the woods, forcing the deer to the other side. It's called a drive, a deer drive. You drive them out. And as they come out into the clearing, you have somebody up in the deer stand that will 
you know, shoot the deer for lack of a better term. But I was, I was so terrified doing that, even as a 16, 17, 18, 20 year old, that I hated it because I always thought, what if my bullet ricochets and hurts somebody? And it's happened multiple times and been documented. But so anyway, the point of my story is if, if you grow up in that nature with guns and you are never even crosses your mind to shoot somebody with it, how can you go to a sporting event, hockey, football, whatever it may be, boxing, um, and, and think that you want to inflict physical harm on somebody to the point where you could kill them? No, I, I, I can't even comprehend it, so... I just, anyway, I just, I just wanted to send out a reminder because the hockey season starting. You and I have talked about college hockey in particular, how this season will probably be the most competitive that we've seen um, because of the growth of the sport, because of the levels of talent that are out there. And competitiveness can lead to frustrations. It can lead to anger. And I'm begging everybody, if you're a hockey fan, and you're listening to this podcast tonight that you put some common sense in place and you make sure that you realize that this is a sport and it doesn't involve punching uh, people in the crowd. If the teams uh, skirmish on the ice, guess what? They're covered in pads and it's part of the game, but it doesn't spill into the crowds and, and certainly not fan on fan. And that's my comment. And Paul Hornstein's on mute, and we couldn't hear. Oh, it's he okay. I, there's nothing. Not. To, there's really nothing to say anyway. So, <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was just another lesson that needed to be reminded. And as I said, because of the competitiveness of hockey, and particularly college hockey, I, I just wanted to make sure that I. I don't know. I don't know if it'll do any good. I, I hope it would. If it stops one fight, or God forbid, stops one person from losing their life. Um, then it's worth it to me. So um, if you hear it and you see it, do something about it. If uh, you hear this and you have thoughts that maybe at some point in time you could do that, get help. Go see a counselor. Go do something because physical violence in the crowds at a college hockey game, a youth hockey game, an NHL hockey game is just simply not acceptable. No. No. Okay. That was my soapbox. I stepped off of it now. Um, you want to talk about something that uh, you brought up to me, which has been bugging you for a little bit. So get it out there. Well, listen, I mean, we sit here and in, 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 in our goal, right, or our goal as uh, forget about the business aspect of things, whatever the case might be, right? But you and I uh, – we both want to see college hockey grow. We want more stalls, more players, more teams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the NCAA and it's infinite, and I guess I'm using that in air quotes, wisdom, you know, they, they had some meetings and they had, you know, they were doing some, Research, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, whatever you want. Whatever they research. wanted to call it. Let's call well, it whatever research. they want. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. They had their. They had this. 
like I said, I don't know what exactly what to call it, but basically when they when they started doing this reformation committee, I'm sorry, the reformation committee. Nice, nice job. Um they they put a moratorium on single sport conferences. And that was supposed to end this past June. Except they extended it for another year and a half, two years. Why? As I look at it, and granted, I'm only looking at it at the quote-unquote Division One level. Okay. This moratorium, more or less, is basically a moratorium against single-sport hockey conferences. I'm not, I'm not desecrating uh, some of these other sports. I, I like watching water polo. Uh, rowing is a fantastic. Uh, team effort, like like most, um, and I love wrestling. My son was a wrestler, okay. But and I also like volleyball. I you know I I've worked with Division One coaches, but this is ridiculous. Now, the only sport that this moratorium is hurting is college hockey, and it's time for somebody. And I don't know who. I, I mean, we joke about making Frank Zeratori the czar of college hockey, which he would be great at, by the way. Okay. Um, and, and, and speaking up for this game with the NCAA, which we know is a bunch of screw-ups to begin with, but that's not the point. Okay. Um, they did prevent a couple of, um, what we used to call one double a schools, uh, the, uh, a couple of leagues from moving up a level and combining into one big giant conference, uh, to be, uh, in, in the bowl division as a group of five schools or six or whatever it is now, but basically the only sport this moratorium hurts is hockey. What are you doing, people? Somebody say something. Uh, you know, you have the... Uh, I, I understand politics. Well, that's glad you do, because I don't. Well, no, I understand that <laughs> it is politics. political science major, no, no. by the way. <laughs> well, I'll have you talk to Charlie. Um, I... I'm not saying that I understand the politics. I understand its politics. <laughs> but this is ridiculous. Okay? You have teams, and especially with the fact that there's still at 16 teams getting into the NCAA tournament, that are being left on the outside looking in. And they'll say all the right things. Yeah, they're 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 fine with it. They understand it. They know what they're getting into. That's a bunch of hogwash. That's a bunch of garbage. Okay, you have the two Alaska schools, and you know what's remaining uh, of the carcass uh, in Huntsville. And we won't. We've I've said my piece about those other eight teams many times. On this podcast, you can go back and listen to find an episode. 
Well, there's over 800 of them now. So. Well, whatever. I, I mean, my, binge, yeah, binge go ahead. Listen. Yes. My, my, my uh, disdain for what happened with the Alaska schools in Huntsville is not a secret. Paul, and I don't know if you knew this, okay. but on Thursday, I'm going to be driving through Huntsville. So I'll look for that carcass you speak of. Yeah. Um, and I also understand the standpoint of Atlantic hockey where they shouldn't have to be the league that takes in, you know, all of the, the quote unquote leftovers, you know, be the, the, I mean, there's already 12 teams in that league anyway. You know, what do they want to be? The, 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 the big 12 or the, the big 10 with 16, 18, 20 teams. I mean, no, nobody wants that. No, I don't think they want that. Paul. No, I think. no uh, of course not. I mean, so this is ridiculous. And I understand Atlantic hockey's point of view is like, listen, guys, we already struggle as a league. We're trying to build up so we can get more than one team into the conference, into the postseason tournament, into the NCAA tournament. We don't we we, we already struggle theoretically with a conference wide pair wise. Why do we have to be the ones to take in all the the outsiders, so to speak? Okay. Yeah, good point. So, and, Go ahead. And we know that there are teams that are looking to become NCAA D1 programs. At what point? And I and. And it makes no sense to me. I understand, again, um, that there are a lot of places where college hockey is very parochial. And people have to look out for their own interests. But isn't their interest also to have the game get bigger? and have more schools playing, doesn't that help everybody? So, why, so. You, so, so, so you can't tell me. Uh, and if you're, and if th- there's got to be a way to at least make some sort of appeal to the NCAA to be like, listen, to, to, do we know that ASU had their sights set on the NCHC from the beginning of the program? And it's obvious, right? They applied twice. Okay, long before the moratorium, long before COVID, right? They they replied and were rejected. Okay, but this is not necessarily about a. This is not, I'm not trying to make this about ASU. Oh, thank God, because uh, you have okay. a lot of maroon and gold on you. Right. But but the, my point <laughs> being is that, you know, with ASU being a big school, they, they were going to – it was going to end up in their favor no matter what. 
Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, but maybe if, the, and, I, and I'm also not going to sit here and say that it made a difference. Okay. If, even if the moratorium was not in place, would they have been uh, open to a, to, to a Western conference? I don't know. We, we know that they probably had some discussions about it. regardless of how serious they may or may not have been. Okay. But we all know that the key to long-term survival is for everybody to be in a league and everybody having a chance to get into that NCAA tournament. Right. The, the moving it up to 24 teams is a discussion we can have on another night. For some reason, that they don't want to listen to. And maybe that has to wait until the the regionals are all done that have already been scheduled for the next two or three years. I would understand that. I think everybody would understand that, that, you know, expanding the, the, the tournament might have to wait till 2027 after the Vegas Frozen, frozen Four. And maybe until you are um, just located in Arizona. Well, maybe, but that's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't mean to make light of it because you bring up a very good point. No, 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 no. That's fine. Listen, I'm. I'm all for 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 laughs. But here's here's what I think has to happen okay. first and foremost. But somebody gotta, has to. Somebody has to get, get people together. You, you got to find a czar. You got to bring them together. You got to get them talking. You got to find out what's best for the game without losing the integrity of each school and the thoughts and uh, ideas and concepts that belong to each school. You don't want to, you don't want to jump out there and, and, and cause waves, but what you want to do is unify. I mean, it, you, you see what's happening out there in, in um, the United States right now, Paul, the, the auto workers are striking unified. Right. The, the writers and actors are working together unified right. to get results. Right. It's time for college hockey to get unified. Yeah, and, I, I, uh, I, yeah. and get results because you know it. I, I'm taking a big tour right now, right? And uh, I'm talking to a lot of hockey teams. And this is kind of my quote-unquote American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 tour, I'm calling it, in the month of September. But I'm yeah. stopping to see some NCAA people as well. Because I don't get out east very often, so I'm moving through. Let me see: Nashville, Atlanta, uh, Lynchburg, um, uh, New York, hopefully Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh. Oh no, stay out of here! No, go, go uh, stay away. Ohio. From here. What? No, no, I'm coming. I'm coming right to your backyard. I'm taking. Oh God! I'm. I gotta have to get some more dogs. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna make the whole round. I'm gonna end up in Michigan and then get my way back because. Uh, I did this a couple of years ago. You know that I made the big loop and uh, I want to find out then I want to find out how close the players were. Now I want to find out how close the teams are. And uh, I watched a very good Maryville university M one team um, right. open up our spotlight uh, games this year with a nice 12, right. two victory. I'll see Liberty and the uh, Minot state. I'll see Liberty women. Uh, play this weekend. Um, then I'll get the chance to see Adrian. Get right. a chance to see um, Indiana Tech. Right. Uh, you marry. 
um, Grand Valley State. I'll okay, see by the way, by the way, I'll, I'll say this, and uh, you know, maybe this would finally force somebody's hand, but um, you know, um, I, 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 I said we said to John Hogan over the weekend. You know, when's that announcement coming? You know, if you do it in January, <laughs> you and and Berman can do it at the same time. Um, uh, let's go uh, out there in Lynchburg. Let's go up there in Minot. Let's go. Now, the only <laughs> excuse they can give us is, well, we have to wait until we can be in a league. Well, okay, but you know, let's go, people. I don't, I don't, I don't want to just pick on John well, Hogan. Yeah. What? Well, why? Why? Why did you skip right over Georgia? Why? Why doesn't Georgia do something? Well, I got to wait for their building to be finished first. I have to wait for their building to be finished first. Okay. Coach Camp, if you're listening, you'll know that's why Paul Hornstein said that. But anyway, first and foremost, I think uh, there has to be a unifying um, path uh, for everybody to get together, be behind it. Maybe you need one single voice. Maybe you don't. Maybe you can do it as a group. I don't know. But um, I can tell you right now from what I'm seeing, Paul, in the last eight years since I started this company, Um, there is a lot more interest than I have ever seen in teams wanting to pursue NCAA hockey. And you know why, Paul? Because the talent exists. The talent exists. They think they can be competitive. And guess what? They're finding out it's a revenue sport. Shock me, right? It's a revenue sport. You know, I mean, especially if it's done right. Yeah. Yeah, I and, mean, and the numbers also prove that. By the way, you know all the, 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 the numbers, um, that, you know that that they they put out every year. Uh, there's a lot of places where hockey out revenues basketball, and baseball. I shouldn't say basketball. I meant no, baseball. Don't say that. <laughs> I, I meant baseball. Well, let's face it. In, in most colleges, it's football, basketball hockey if they have hockey right and and and, you know it's 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 number three it's it's i mean maybe it's changed a little bit with with uh the women's tournament getting bigger and bigger but in 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 a lot of places it's it's ahead of women's basketball well and let me let me also tell you this i i watched maryville again this weekend and that's all i can relate to because that was my first collegiate game of this season right um they had a blackout for their opening night, they had a tailgate. They had a student section of about 500 or so for a small university packed in along with the other fans, uh, the regular fans, if you will, the season ticket holders at the uh, Maryville. Let me get this right. Maryville Hockey Center. Ice Hockey Center. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. No, no. Maryville University Hockey Center. Right, John's gonna punch me. Anyway, he would be the he'd have to wait online. (laughs) No, listen, I talked about violence, so that's a joke, folks. That's a joke. Anyway, you'd still have to uh, wait online. Yeah, (laughs) that's still a joke. Anyway, um, and and the excitement for Maryville Saints hockey was unbelievable. The president of the university was there. The athletic director was there. they saw first and foremost how enthusiastic fans can be to watch a hockey game. And that's, again, steering me back to the open. That's why I said it. Be enthusiastic. But you know what? You don't need to lead it to violence. So anyway, I just want to put a nutshell uh, cap on that. Um, 
Is that right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm just listen. I'm just sitting there saying here, and 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 I get frustrated because we know of places that want to make the jump. Some have kind of some have been out and open about it. Others have not, for a lot of different reasons. Okay, but uh, until this is done. Okay, until they get rid of this stupid moratorium. They are preventing the growth of the game of college hockey. Not going to argue with you a bit. On that note, there's no better time to take a break, so let's do that. Let's come back because we can get back onto the ice now and talk about what's happening with some of our teams on the ice. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score! Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs 
to classic Italian comfort food to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Kansas City, Missouri, where the clouds are starting to come in, but it was a glorious 80-plus degree day today. <clears throat> we'll take that in September, but hockey season around the corner. My co-host, as always, from that big, beautiful palatial estate, that is out on Long Island, New York. If you get to Long yeah, Island, yeah. drive by, wave, honk, do whatever you got to do. Take a picture if you'd like. Yeah, just don't blink. You'll miss it. <laughs> Paul Ornstein is, is with me. Uh, <clears throat> Paul, um, I think the, the first half of the show was kind of us scolding people. So let's, uh, let's start to praise some people in the second half because guys are getting on the ice. Um, I'm going to say Which this. is always good. You've heard me say this for eight plus years. Um, hockey players are Seems salt. Longer. Every every player that I've met, uh, almost to a man, has uh, been courteous, thoughtful. Um, it, they're the greatest. They actually are. And I've run into many different athletes, as you know. And um, boy, uh, all of these guys that take time. Um, and I'll single out one of them from, from Lindenwood, um, Aiden Yakumchuk, the yak. Um, stop it. Stop it. Jesus, <laughs> stop you it. Could, Aiden hasn't had the opportunity to be put in a spotlight with media before. And, uh, I thought he handled himself very well, um, talking to me about the program. I mean, you could tell he was a little guarded in what he said, but you know what? Um, he's going to be a great leader for that Lindenwood Lions hockey team. And all of the guys that are at NCHC media day, uh, all of those players as well. Um, they're just gracious. They're just down to earth. They're just like, yeah, they're, they're like talking to your friend. And that's what we like on this show is conversational um, times where we can, we can actually talk like friends. So congratulations to them. Now, that being said, your alma mater made a, a move. Was it this past week, Paul, where they announced their captain? Uh, yeah, I believe it was. It, my, maybe it was Friday. I don't know. Today's Tuesday, so maybe it was Friday. You know who it is? Uh, I do. Are you gonna tell us or keep us all in suspense? Well, I could keep it. I could keep you all in suspense. <laughs> no, I mean, tell us no. who it is. Um, well, the uh, latest captain uh, for uh, ASU is the transfer from. Penn State, Tyler Gratton. Yeah, um, and he looks like captain. If you've seen his picture, <laughs> uh, that, that, I have. Yeah, I've seen the video. Yeah, I, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah he, he's he looks like a captain. So, uh, congratulations to Tyler for uh, for earning that honor with uh, with his teammates. And yeah, uh, now, I believe. Are you going here? Are you going down this road? You what are. Road? Aren't you? What road? Well, he, I mean, he, first of all, he is a grad student 
and you know has a major in leadership and management so it makes sense okay you went down the road but he was selected by his teammates yeah and i and i i believe i i, I mean i don't have a hundred percent confirmation of this but and you know if the coach wants to come on and tell me i'm wrong please do um that the first time that that that's happened that i like it personally i like it okay well yeah i mean um ryan o'reilly uh, lucas sillinger uh matthew copperwood and i i believe tim lovell uh, i'm sorry ethan schmaggy we're nate we're we're given a's um but yeah this is the first time at least it's the first time they've publicly said that there was a vote of the players or the quote organization. Yeah. I so, like that. I like that when colleges turn into organizations. I like that. Well, you know, listen, I mean, you know, I, I guess the, the, you know, the, the, the supports, you know, the other staff members, the assistant coaches probably got a, uh, a, a, a vote in this. I'm sure that uh, uh, Andrew Matheson probably got a vote in this. If if they're saying everyone, and the way the coach made it sound, it sounds like the assistants and the support staff had at least a say in this. So, um, I just find it interesting in the fact that. You know, as the coach said, he was one goal short of a frozen four. So he's got that, you know, that postseason experience. And, you know, that's pretty interesting when you consider he's only been in that locker room for, for three months. Uh, assuming they got, the, he, he, they went down there in July after school was over. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. If you're looking for an yeah. argument, you got the wrong guy. No, no, no. I'm not arguing. I'm just <laughs> surmising. You know? Um, and you've got, you know, O'Reilly, who's just, I can't believe what Ryan O'Reilly's a senior, to be honest. Doesn't seem like it, right? Um, Certainly does not. You know, um, kind of not really surprised that Lucas Sillinger got a letter. Um. And, you know, I, as you expect, I obviously know more about this roster than any of the others. Not that I don't know anything about the others, but, you know, uh, I don't believe everybody's named their captains of, of our teams yet, of all of our teams. I think most of them have, but I don't think they all have. And like I said, I was, I was caught off guard. That was not in my thinking. To be honest, um, not that I had any sort of insider or 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 knowledge of who might have been a favorite. There have been in years past where we kind of knew or kind of had a pretty good idea who the captain would be. That was not the case this year. Nope, not a clue. So, so uh, <clears throat> congratulations to uh, 
to Tyler Grattan for uh, that honor, which it truly is an honor to be a captain of any team, much yeah. less your college team. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I just wanted to get that out there, and I figured nobody better to introduce it than the former ASU, well, the alum, the ASU alum, Paul Hornstein. Well, so, yeah, not a former ASU alum. I, mean, I will always be an alum. You always be an alum. You're just a former, yeah. well, you're a former something. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm probably still one of those. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to throw you for a quick loop because I thought we should get this out there since you refused to give us a legitimate Super 16. Right. I'm going to give you a legitimate. Okay, first US. of all, I gave you a legitimate Super 16. No, you did not. Yeah, that yes, was I did. Hogwash. Hogwash. Air anyway, Force, AIC. So you, USCHO, uh, I'll give them a shout out. They uh, That's nice of you. The poll for the women's ice hockey uh, NCAA. I'm down now, with I'm that. Do the top 15. Wisconsin they had, they go, they go that one. far? Wisconsin number one. Right. Ohio State two. Minnesota three. Colgate four, Northeastern five, Yale six, Minnesota Duluth seven, Quinnipiac eight, Clarkson nine, Cornell ten, Penn State eleven, Vermont twelve, St. Cloud State thirteen, Providence fourteen, Princeton fifteen. Now, I'll tell you, A, Thank you for that poll. I appreciate that because we, we need to talk more about uh, the women's side of the uh, NCAA. But also when I look at it, I'm going like, okay, there's still way too few teams playing women's hockey with the amount of talent that's coming out there. Well, and, that's and I think we got to up this. I think there got to be there has to be more teams. Um, and I know there's more out there that weren't listed in their quote unquote top fifteen. But, but still, it's time that we start boosting the women's ranks. Uh, I'm so proud of our ACHA teams that, that do have uh, women's programs and, and ones that have partnered with us. And I'm talking about you, Maryville, and Minot State, and Lake Superior State. Um, and who am I missing? Oh, Liberty. Yeah, yeah. champions. So well, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean. You know, you, you get it. You see it. You see the competition. Um I was talking with the head coach from Michigan Dearborn today, and he goes, you know, we need to get our women's program um, uh, pumping up a little volume too, if you will, on the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. So there's more teams out there. There's teams that are really close. And, uh, you know, when you start talking Title IX, Paul, if you're going to add NCAA men's hockey, why not just add NCAA women's hockey? Well, yeah, I mean – you, 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 they got to have a place for the guys to play, so you might as well have a place for the, so you have a place for the women to play. I mean, and guess what? You can match scholarships, can't you? Yes, you can. I, 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 I get there's ancillary costs to 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 doing this, um, but scholarships not one of them. Seriously, no one's gonna notice, um, the the the, the piddling tuition. That's not gonna. No one's missing that. Now, does it cost money to to do the out? You know, the outside of the classroom stuff. Yes, but so what? That's what you're supposed to be doing, right? College is supposed to be for creating opportunities. Yeah, I agree with it. Absolutely, no arguments for me on that. But I thought maybe that since that poll just came out. A day ago, we should get that out there and let people know that we uh, we do follow the women's side as well. Uh, it's just difficult with all the, uh, you know, all the different teams and well, it's just I'm us. Out, 
as I'm finding out right now, this uh, tour through the East is uh, a lot of work. It's I'm just enjoying us. It. I, yeah, I know. I'm enjoying it. But, and, and here's the other thing, and, and Stephen Marsh and I always talk about this on Wednesday night, is um, we can have a different a coach on, and they all coach hockey, but you can have a completely different conversation every single week with a different coach. They'll tell you about little things that they like to do that you haven't heard before. They'll talk right. to you talk about how they got started. Um, you know, the men's and women's side, they'll talk about how they how they see things, how they want to build their rosters. That's the cool part about this. And I'm seeing it firsthand right now because as I move my way through, and like I said, the plan is uh, to venture on to uh, Nashville and uh, sit down and just uh, talk a little hockey with the guys at Tennessee State and then move on down to Athens and, and talk with uh, Coach Camp there. And then I'll definitely be up on uh, Friday and Saturday for uh, Liberty Minot State and the Liberty Women. So that weekend, Paul, in Lynchburg, Virginia, I will see a very good Liberty Men's one team, but I'll also see the the reigning defending champions in ACHA hockey on the men's and women's side in Minot, the reigning M1 men uh, men's champion. And obviously the women's Liberty team is the W1 reigning. So I'm looking well, forward to that and uh, moving my way around the country, get it all done before the 1st of October when we know uh, the weekend starts to get really tight because there's a lot of NCAA hockey to cover. Well, let's let's be equal opportunity, uh, Kirk. Um, um, it, it's time for you guys. Again, it's time for you guys to move up. Time for mine not to move up. Um, there's only about 45 women's programs. Let's go there, Liberty Women. Let's go. You, got, you, you, re- you already have the rink. That's the, the biggest issue for you is gone. Let's go. Jeez, you are really putting me in the hot seat when I get to Lynchburg on Friday night. Well, yeah, way, why not? I don't have to be there. You do. And, and Paul, let me tell you, that's a midnight game. 11.59 start. Love Friday it. Night. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'll call you when the game's over with and we can talk hockey. Yeah, that's not a problem. Good luck trying to get somebody to answer. <laughs> I'm sure the ASU game, the ASU football game will be over by then, so don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Don't be so sure about that. Oh, it'll be over. <laughs> uh, you have no idea. Dust storms, thunderstorms, high winds, flooding rains. You know, maybe no so, players. And you know, and and maybe I see no that. Players and I, left to play. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they will have enough players left to play. And and I will say this, and I don't take credit for this. Um, um state of Michigan, no NCAA D one women's teams. Come on. Seriously? You know, let's okay. go. See, well, is, that, is that better? That's why I don't leave out the, <laughs> the other maroon and gold team. Oh, no, that's not Michigan. Sorry. I just wanted to take a shot at them. Um, I know you, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's go there, uh, big M's. Let's go. Or is that the medium M's? Because Massachusetts might say they're the big M. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Eddie. Let's just get Eddie on and talk about it. Well, yeah, I get me my water bottle first, and we'll, we're good to go. You're ruining everything that I said to open the show. Thank you very much for that. Uh, no, no, anyway. no, no. <laughs> Listen, that, well, once again, that's no. The, see, you did say, you know, if it happens on the ice, those players have pads, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, okay. 
Um, it carried over a little farther than they should have, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. And right. if you if you are not familiar with what we're talking about, uh, do Go some research. Go Google it. As as uh, one Paul Hornstein did. <laughs> I did. Great. Uh, okay. The other uh, I'm not a big. And by the way, I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff. But something like that. That's. <laughs> let's get, let's get some shoes and. Anyway. Go. Uh, anyway, uh, I want to wrap things up in the final minutes just with a, a quick rundown of the ccha um media day today i didn't have a chance it was done uh via zoom i didn't have a chance to jump on them we only have one team in there and they're not really officially on there yet right that being augustana so right. um anyway i thought when we were uh, we're talking about that there's some great stuff out there on the x files i mean sorry twitter, twitter. Um, that you can look into uh the coaches from CCHA hockey and talk a little bit about uh, their upcoming season, how they expect things to go and um, what they're expecting out of their team and out of their conference. Well, it, it looks like it could be a battle of the UP. It certainly does. But um, are okay. you going to count I mean, anybody out? Cause I'm not, I don't know. I'll let you know after this whole um, bowling green thing shakes out. Okay. Okay. Um, well, they had enough. some suspensions, and yeah, you know, do you want to talk about that too for the last three minutes, or do you want to? Uh, I, 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 what that 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 somebody else is getting nailed for hazing? Come on, guys. Let's. I am all for practical jokes. I am all There's a for. Football. There's a no, I know. I understand that. That's my. That's my point. I am all for good-natured ribbing and fun and. You know, as I, as I explained to uh, people all the time, if my friends are not, if if I'm with my friends and we're not making fun of each other, there's definitely something wrong. But yeah, there's still it. a line. Yep. And, and and I don't know when. You know, and and I'm sure it happens in other sports, but we don't pay attention. We don't. We don't, you know, that's not what this podcast is. Nope. So, but I mean, they have not technically released the names of the players. The coach is on leave. Um, they were expected to finish at least the other, at least the coaches poll had them finishing third in the conference behind Michigan Tech and Northern Michigan. Um, but now who knows? By the way, um, you know, if, if, if that's the only uh, Wildcats we're allowed to talk about on this program. <laughs> uh, Coach Berman is just waiting to get you one-on-one. -on -one. Bring it, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Same. All right. Phil played for, for, the, for Northern Michigan, so you know, we're allowed to root for them. But uh, Okay. Well. That's it for tonight. Take it away as I continue on my path around the uh, the eastern half of the country. Just make sure you have somebody cleaning up the rose petals after you walk on them. Yeah, I'll work on that. Yeah. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mass, College Hockey West Weekly.
on the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Go to JesseRay'sBarbecue.com to order lunch, cater an event, or pick up a few bottles of our award-winning sauces. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. By the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and have us create that unique design for your business or gift-giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with three locations, two in Tempe, one in Pine Top at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app. Help others find the show and the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing them at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will tell everybody that tomorrow night you can tune in and listen to my uh my interview with uh, the head coach from Drury University, an ACHA M2 program that is making waves in Springfield, Missouri. Stephen Marsh and I will have the head coach, Jeremy Law, uh, on tomorrow night. And uh, I'll get a chance to take a look as I drive through uh, Springfield tomorrow, see them practice a little bit and see the facilities and all that good stuff in Springfield. So congratulations to Drury for, uh, for making the move. And I know they have sites higher than m2 hockey at the acha level so we'll look forward to that and then of course uh, paul and i will be back next weekend because it's college hockey west live uh, sunday night college hockey coast to coast on monday college hockey west weekly on tuesday we'll say good night little roger klein the peacemakers de niro good night everybody good night